listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson and Lawson's laptop. And Monica. As well, too. Yeah. The BLLM team. Because of the Lawson's laptop? Yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, the BLLM team. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm just left speechless by Lawson in between the radio takes. It's just, it's hard to process. Why? You're incredible. R- really? Wow. You such are such incredible. esteem. Such esteem for myself from such, uh, such authoritative words of Blake Penland. From some from one as authoritative on standards of good. Here's two things I want to talk about instead. Okay. Three things. Okay. I want to get to the clue, uh-huh. but we're not going to do that just yet. Why? Uh, well, we are going to in just a minute. But uh-huh. I want to say that Jackie and Janelle, good guess. You actually guessed the same city. And it was wrong. And it was wrong. Sorry. Awkward. Uh, but now you two know what the other one guessed. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a cool little thing. I've also got a text from Braden here that I'm going to read in a little bit. But I want to talk to you about something before we do that. What do you want to talk to me about? We'll do clue first. Then I want to do this thing in the middle. Then I want to go to this text from Braden. But you talked about the attacks in churches. And I want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay, so do the clue and get back to the... Let's talk about the churches in America, what's going on. All right. On. What city am I? Herod gave orders to kill all the boys in this city who were two years Ooh. old and younger. Herod gave the order. Herod. Dun, dun, dun. Herod was quite horrid and Absolutely. gave a, an awful order here to you know kill what? all the boys under two in this city. You know what wasn't horrid? What? Herod's palace. Oh, it was a pretty cool place. Yeah, I went up there. You, you take like a little, uh, it was on the top of this plateau. Yo. And it was basically an impenetrable fortress, fortress. like you couldn't get there. But you know what they did? What did they do? The Romans enslaved the Israelites from Jerusalem. Uh-huh. They brought them over to this plateau where this where Herod's palace was. They had, anytime the Romans would get close, Herod's soldiers would kill the Roman soldiers who were trying to climb up with like ropes or ladders yeah. or whatever. Nope. What the Romans did, they had Jewish slaves bring up rocks and they built like uh, a ramp. You're listening. <laughs> I don't know where uh, I came from. <laughs> okay. They built a ramp that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Mana is over here, like entangled in. Uh, she's tangled. Is it? I think that's knitting, right? Crocheting. Crocheting. Oh, I get mad. I get. Uh, she gets upset when I say that. Mm-hmm. She's crocheting, and I think we uh, accidentally touched the button there. But so they use Jewish slaves, right, to. Build a ramp up to where Herod's palace is, uh-huh. and then they broke in, and they and because Herod's soldiers refused to kill the Jewish slaves, mm. so the Romans turned like they basically made the Jews build a ramp to his own execution, and it was wow. just like the travesty of travesties. So I think I think the whole I think everyone died, if I'm not mistaken. It was like awful. It was yeah. a terrible story. That is... I mean, Herod's not exactly the coolest like a, cat. Like, he's a well, terrible human he, being. But his, well, it's not this Herod, but a different Herod. They're gave all orders to rough. kill 
all the boys in yeah. the city who are under two years old. So if you know that story, if you know which heritage it is, but if you know where the city is, 0491-064-669, you will go into the draw to win No, We Don't Only Eat Carrots by Leah Jones. Delicious. So, you that that is the opportunity that you have, and Braden's texted in with the correct answer already. Nailed it. So and we've had goals. We've had a, a Jackie has now texted in the correct answer as well oh, too. On point. Nice work. So what we have over here is a text message from Braden. I want to read this one. That interview brings up an interesting observation for me. As we just had the interview with John Ashton, as God is eternal, has no beginning and no end. That would mean that his creations could very well be billions of years old when measured with our understanding of time. Of course, I believe that our Earth and solar system are only about 7,000 years old. But what comes up about the supernova for me is that our entire galaxy is ours alone. We are the only life in our entire galaxy and quarantined from any other creation. That also makes sense with the ever-increasing age of the universe. If God has always existed, then his universe has always existed also. Now, that is an interesting thought, but I do want to say that in Genesis, it brings up an interesting point. I want to look this up in the first chapter of Genesis. And the very first verse says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And then he says, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. That's day one. If you skip down to day three, he in verse 14, it says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. If we are to take the literal reading of Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to maybe I think 3 or 4, and then also 14 to 18, it says, according to the word of God, that the stars were created to give light to the earth Mm. on the fourth day. Now, at least from what I can tell, I don't think it's unreasonable for us to say that God could have created fully mature grown stars because he created fully mature grown humans. Mm. When Adam was created on the sixth day, he was a fully reproductively mature male. Mm -hmm. Eve was a fully grown reproductively mature female when she was created as well too. So it would stand to reason that the trees that God created on the, I believe the fifth day, no, on the sixth, uh, no, yeah, the fifth day, the trees would have been Fully grown mature trees as well too. So God didn't make saplings of everything. So I would just say with that logic frame of thinking, it's very reasonable to think that there were full grown stars that God created on the fourth day. And so as simple as that may sound, I believe that it was all created 
in six days, and on the fourth day, that was created. Now, could there have been a heaven like where God was? Of course, because he existed before those six days. Absolutely. So I, I would venture to say that at least according to the biblical narrative, the stars, the moon, the sun, and everything that we can visibly see was created on that fourth day 6,000 years ago. That's my thoughts on that. What are your thoughts? Uh... It's it's interesting. So there's quite a lot of debate about this topic. Of course. Uh, so you have an old and I'm universe, not a scientist. young Earth. You have young universe, young Earth. You then have what's called a, a passive and an active gap. But if you believe in old universe, young Earth, I believe that it could be said that Genesis. One, verse one, you know, in the beginning God made the heavens and the earth, is not all-encompassing in regard to everything that had been created. In the universe. But rather is talking about the reality of those who would inhabit the world. God made the heavens and the earth. God made everything. Now, we see God approach a watery ball that already exists. You know, his spirit hovers over the face of the deep. So there is something there that God then brings and adds life to. Now, now further... Because it was in the state of Tohu Wabohu. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm actually, I'm looking at my notes from my Torah class because nice. we, we went through this and yeah, we've got... Because in verse 2 it says, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the earth and the spirit of God was hovering yeah. over the face of the water. So the earth was there before... The light. But it's tohu, which that is the uh, Hebrew word to mean without habitat. And it was vohu, which is the Hebrew word to mean without inhabitants. Interesting. So, so there was no habitat. There was no inhabitants. But something was there. Right. God's spirit hovers over the face of the deep. Now, we have this uh, understanding of how it is that the, the, the spirit of God is kind of hovering there. And then God says, let there be light. But then on the fourth day, he actually creates the sun and the moon and the stars, which give light. I think essentially what we see in the first three days of creation is God creating space. And then the next three days of creation is God filling that space. And I think when it says, let there be light, God himself is functioning as a light here or or creating a space in which light would function. And then by the fourth day, he fills that up. Yeah, well, when we look at creation, the first three days are then all filled by the next three days. That's right. So So, day one is filled by day three, day two is filled by day four, and day five is filled by day... Or, sorry, day three is filled by day six. There are some who would say that when God says, let there be light, he is creating space, which we understand, you know, in a very kind of Einsteinian way that that light defines space. So the, the existence of light defines... The, the the presence of light defines what space is. But then it's like, oh, are we putting a modern concept into the Bible? I think ultimately God just, yeah, created those spaces and, and filled them. Look, it, there has been a lot of debate. And when I first became a Christian, I was like, this stuff doesn't even matter. Like, who cares if it's a thousand days or a thousand years for each day or a hundred thousand mm-hmm. years for each day or, or a day for each day? Like, but it does matter. It does. It yeah. actually does matter. And I think understanding that those... Days of creation being six literal 24-hour periods of time from 
evening to morning. I do find that interesting because we, in modern society, we go morning to evening. Uh That's how we do our days. But that's not how it was originally. It was evening to morning from the very beginning, which is why, even now, when we keep the Sabbath, it's from Friday night sundown till Saturday night sundown Mm. because evening to morning is the day. So you have the beginning of Sabbath is Friday evening. Mm. The next part of Sabbath is Saturday morning, and then it ends on Saturday evening, right? Mm. So I think it's important for us to understand that originally the clock that was given was an evening to morning clock, not a morning to evening clock. Yeah, Yeah. not a midnight to midnight kind of thing as well, too. So, Because people are like, why do you do that? And also, in the oral tradition, I believe as well, too, of the Torah, they they have a look at when that time starts, and they have the the concept that the day begins when the first star is visible in the sky. Mm. So it's not just the sunset. It's the sunset and the first star, because there's twilight and dusk. And there's like, Mm -hmm. when does it end? When does it begin? It's when you can see the first star in the sky and go, okay, now... The new day has begun Mm. as well, too. So I think that's important. Also, when we think about evening and morning as well, too, it's also important to understand that concept when it comes to the three days that Jesus spent in the tomb. So think about that. Mm. Jesus was on the cross and passed away at around 3 p.m. on Friday before the sunset. So that's Friday during the day. In the mm-hmm. part of Friday. Then it goes into Sabbath or Friday night or evening, which is the beginning of Sabbath, day two. Mm-hmm. Then the whole day on Saturday, the morning. And then it goes into the evening of the of Saturday, which is the beginning of day three. Mm-hmm. So there's three days that Jesus is dead. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, you, you know, Jesus is supposed to be dead for three days. And so they talk about a Wednesday crucifixion. Yeah. Right. And I just want to really challenge that because if, if it is a Wednesday crucifixion, then you're talking about Wednesday during the day, then Wednesday evening, Thursday, Thursday evening, Friday, Friday evening, Saturday, Saturday evening, then very early on Sunday. That's not three days. That's way longer. Does that make sense? Five days. Yeah, that's five days. Yeah. So... We have to change our minds because there are a lot of people out there who think that Jesus was actually crucified on a Wednesday. That's a big thing. I mean, uh, a lot of people think that. And so I would, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that that's not true. One of the big ones as well, too, is the preparation day. Mm-hmm. Friday is known as the preparation day. And it was on this preparation day that Jesus was laid in the tomb the day before, the Sabbath before. The first star was seen up in the sky. So Jesus had died on Friday, was wrapped in uh, the the bandages, and put in the tomb before the Sabbath began. So this is why we have Friday, Saturday, early morning on Sunday. Three days, three very real days according to the understanding of Jewish time and the scriptures. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that evening and morning thing is very interesting. It plays out from from the very beginning it makes a difference how we look at time as Christians and understand the scriptures as well, too. Mm. So, moving on, I want to talk about, man, I, we, I, I want to still talk about this. Uh, 
the thing that you had talked about earlier. What's going on in America? Oh, in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, well, essentially, they had seen 420 cases from January 2018 to September 2022 of incidents, including vandalism, arson, gun-related incidents, and bomb threats against churches. So... That's that's what had been going on. They'd seen 96 incidents in 2021, and then that nearly doubled in 2022 with 191 incidents. So, so yeah, we see a doubling year on year. But then in the first quarter of 2023, compared to the first quarter of 2022, there has... We've, I think we've actually talked about this with 2022 statistics, but yep. I don't know anything about 2023. So 2023 so far, they have seen that number in the first quarter triple. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so we're talking about the data. G- give me the numbers again. That's crazy. So, 2021, what's So that 2021, 91 attacks. And so to be clear, this is attack on a Christian church. A Christian church. Does it have to be Protestant or... Just Christian. Uh, this is like, just Christian churches. Straight up. Okay. So Catholic so, and Protestant. Yeah. Yep. 91 attacks. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. 96 attacks in 2021. 191 attacks. So in, basically doubling a bit. In 2022. Yeah. And now in the first quarter. So it's it's comparing quarter to quarter. Of course. Of course. So in the first quarter of 2023. Which is Jan, Feb, March. Jan, Feb, March. Yeah. We've seen it triple. Wow, we've seen we've seen that number triple. Now I'm looking for that means if it's yeah. triple, so it'd be so, like ninety six, so, or it'd be like so 60, 69 uh, attacks. Sorry, a little dyslexic moment there. For yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sixty nine attacks have taken place in the first Already. quarter of twenty twenty three. Yeah. Already. Yeah. This goes back to the shooting that just took place by. Uh, there was a huge. So in America, they have uh, NPR. <laughs> yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting you talk about guns. In NPR, it's like National Public Radio. Yeah. And they are adamantly opposed to gun ownership. They, yeah. they're, they're like, no matter what, no one should ever own guns. Yeah. Two weeks ago, they said, unless you're part of the trans community and the LGBTQ movement, you should have guns. Mm. Because they were basically saying, you are a target and you should have guns to protect yourself. So... Just follow the logic here. No one should ever have guns ever because they're bad and they're wrong, except everyone in the trans community because guns are good for those people who need to protect themselves from crazy extremists. Mm -hmm. Two weeks after they made this comment on NPR, a trans person, I don't even know if they were woman identifying as man or man identifying as woman. It's actually kind of confusing to me how that works. But a trans person goes in and shoots a Christian school up because they're Christian. Mm. And then the White House's response is, it's so unfortunate. Like, this is the, the I forget her name, but the girl who always is talking on, mm. for the White House, who re- kind of represents Biden in that administration. She's like, it's so unfortunate that the trans community is under so much attack. After a trans person just attacked and killed six Christians. They will never talk about Christians being under attack. And I think this is an important point. We're already at 69 in the, yeah. fir- in the first quarter, mm-hmm. right? In 2021, this is two years ago, there was 96 for the whole year. Mm. 69 in the first quarter, that's crazy, mm-hmm. right? And, and it was 191 last year. So if we take, if we just quadruple that number, like 69 plus 69 plus 69 plus 69, we are seeing 
it, it, it exceed well exceed uh, the 2021. It'll be over 200 attacks. Yeah, possibly 300. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Up and to things are just ramping up more and more. So yeah. we. So this was predicted according to the Bible. Yeah. That because of your faith. Yeah. You would experience persecution. Yeah, that's right. The love of many would grow cold. And, uh, and yeah, attacks and persecution would come. And brother would turn against brother and sister against sister. We're seeing it happen for real right now. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. We are here. We're coming up to the end of The Clues. Lawson. We have our last clue. Now, the we thought one. yesterday we had talked about how today was going to be our last day for the week because of I didn't camp. say that. You did. I did not say that on air. You actually did. No, I said it to you off air. Oh, I can't. Everything is a blur. Everything is a blur. My whole but life no, is no, on we air. are going to be on air tomorrow. Yeah, so we're on tomorrow. Yeah. And we're going to give the prize away tomorrow. Yes. That's my point. So this, is so this isn't their last, last opportunity for the week, but this is our last opportunity to get 100 points for the day. For the day. Here we go. Mary and Joseph returned to this city at the time of Jesus' birth. Oh. So, 0491-064-669. If you know which city this is, you gotta got to give us a call. got to give us a text. Let us know what you think. Mary and Joseph returned to this city after, at the time. Sorry, not after, but at the time of Jesus' birth. I want to just ramp it up a notch here. If you know the title of a song, with this city, I want to give you an extra 100 points. Mm. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay, we, yeah, can, we do can do it. that. Shell's gone. Mon, uh, will you get I on know, this conspiracy I'm, I'm with the us? One, I'm the one who is assigning everyone points while Shell's not here. Really? So I could just give everyone a 1,000 points. Don't do it. Do it. I could give everyone a million can points. Can you give them 150? Oh, that, okay, that's kind of crazy. That's a little crazy. Yeah, maybe they can get 200. But they have to, like, name a song with this city in the yeah. title. It and, is, again, Mary and Joseph return to this city at the time of Jesus' birth. I can think of a few songs, so. 0491 <laughs> Of course, our amazing prize for this week. No, we don't only eat carrots, a plant-based book for plant-based food for humans it sounds like a real fun like, series on netflix like, no we don't only eat carrots dude i'm gonna make it Let's i'm gonna it. steal the title of this book and make a youtube series called no we don't only eat carrots i i don't think you're allowed to do that okay i'm gonna you just I'm admitted gonna, that right, you're gonna do that all right on air. so i'll call it no we don't only eat zucchini pak choy okay that was a different zag than yeah, the zig I then was the going zig for. you were going for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, we don't only eat lettuce. Karen gets 150 points. Good oh, work, Karen. Oh, good on you, Karen. Nailed it. That's exactly the song I was thinking about, actually. Uh-huh. Nailed it. Mm. I can't wait to share that one later on. But we don't want to give away too many clues. You're listening we're to the monsters. breakfast show. <laughs> You're listening to the breakfast show. Again, our number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And now we've got a we've before us, we've got this verse. All about we're talking about the cosmic messages. We're talking about the message that God has for for the world at the very end of time. And then we have this verse. It's the first verse of of the messages, and it's Revelation chapter fourteen and verse six. Do you want to read that for us? Absolutely. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, 
having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. When I I had memorized Revelation 14 for the first time, I was with a group of people who were all memorizing it together, and there was one girl who came up with a song to memorize Revelation 14. Okay. And this part went, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, and that's how I remember it to this day. This is like 2017, <laughs> but I, I have just that verse. The rest of it is just, just hanging around in my brain, but that part, like the, yeah, verse 6. Now, this is talking about not necessarily the message itself, but the distribution of the message. So there's an angel. He's in heaven. Uh, he's flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. It's like a huge mission. It's like Mission Impossible, right? This <laughs> is, but we we actually serve an impossible God. If you look at, I believe it's Matthew nineteen verse twenty six. Actually, let's turn there really quick because I love this. Because when you think about sharing the gospel with the whole world. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems impossible, but I love this verse. I'm looking, I'm going there right now. So Matthew chapter 19, I think it's verse 26, but I'm going to read verse 25 before. The Bible mm-hmm. says here in verse 25, Matthew 19, 25, when his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, who then can be saved? Verse 26, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. We serve the impossible God, the God who can do, the God who makes it all possible. He turns the impossible to not only po- not only possible, but probable, right? Mm. He changes the whole game. And God makes what seem, when it seems to be like there is no way, God makes a way. Mm. And right while I'm saying that as well too, I'm looking out the window, the sun is coming out, warming up the <laughs> earth. Yo. It's looking beautiful, and I can see, because it was raining earlier when we came in this morning. Weather, it was yeah. terrible. And now everything is glistening with that moisture that's all over the earth. Like all over the earth. And it just reminds me of like how it would have looked for Adam and Eve. That very beginning time as well too. But now we're looking forward to sharing this message of the everlasting gospel to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Uh. Because the earth is a little bit like the weather this morning. It was pretty rough. It was bad looking, right? But when this message gets out to all the world and people hear it, and every single person hears it, then the end will come. Mm. We know this from uh, Matthew as well too. When the end comes, then Jesus will come. The son of righteousness, we get from the Old Testament, one of his titles. Jesus has so many titles. But the son of righteousness will come and shine upon the earth and create an absolutely beautiful heavenly place because Mm. heaven will be on earth because Jesus will be here when Mm. the new earth is created after that, after the millennium, everything takes place. And I think what's happening here when we look at this first verse from the three angels message, we need to understand that this is part of a mission that you are personally involved with. Yes, yes. As you're listening right now, you're part of the three angels' message. Mm. When you share the everlasting gospel with every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, that's and we're talking about every nation, tribe, tongue, and people that live across the street from your house. Mm. Every nation, tribe, tongue, and people that work with you at your office. Mm. Every nation, tribe, tongue, and people 
that go to school with you. You know, mm. you are a part of this, and you can make a difference by sharing the good news that Jesus is coming back. Mm. Absolutely, and I I love we have in a lesson as well Matthew twenty eight nineteen to twenty. Well, starting in verse eighteen. Jesus, I love how it starts here. It says, And Jesus spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. And, and this is post his death and his resurrection. So it's like, so it's come I, this is, this is I have made all provision for people to be saved. We were talking about this yesterday. I have made all provision for people to be saved. Therefore, go ye into every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Um, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you. And so we have this commission or this, this, this task, this mission that's been given to us by God to reach all people. Uh, And then I love how it says, you know, uh, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you. And lo, I am always with you even until the end of the age. We are participating in the work that would enable Jesus to come back, and Jesus is right there with us. And this is the passage that essentially inspired me to to live a life in the, in the ministry field. I was doing my devotions for the very first time in, in my whole life. I was reading the Bible through, and, uh, and yeah, I, I had read... You know, go ye therefore and make disciples. And I was thinking, wow, I'm a disciple now of Jesus. This is this is my mission too. And so, yeah, that's the the opportunity that we have that Jesus has given us. If you are listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, what is my purpose? What is the point of life? Why am I here? What am I doing? Your purpose, your mission, the reason that you are alive is so that you can share Jesus with others. Like, if you do nothing else in your life, you will be a success if you teach other people about the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It's Blake, it's Lawson, it's Mon, and we have done all the clues. Now we need answers. The answer is none other than Bethlehem. Beth. Yeah, and we had Karen come in there. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Give her 150 points for that, please. It's it's literally impossible to give someone 150. I need to give it 200. Nope, only 150. That doesn't make sense. Give her 250s. No, that's it's three. the 50 that's the problem. Yeah, I know. Give her 150 for getting the answer right and 150 for the song. 300. No, yes. no, that's too much. No, she can't get 150 for getting the answer right because everyone gets 100. Okay, deal. That's fine. You know she what, Karen? You're causing way. so much controversy that we you're disqualified. No, that's not her fault. Nah, that's me. That's, Blame that's, me. I'm going to take it. Blake, you're chin. disqualified. Okay, that's fair. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and the answer was Bethlehem. Now, we have some, some, some interesting stories here, uh, but, yeah, Bethlehem has its... Probably it gains the most fame for two reasons. Firstly, it's the hometown of David and his lineage. It's a city within Judea. And then secondly, obviously, that's where Jesus was born, in the town yeah. of Bethlehem. And there's a, 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 classic, a little town. 
A classic. Oh, yes, of course. And there's a classic story from my life where I was the narrator for a nativity story play that my school had put on. And I, I memorized the whole script. So I didn't need a script and I, I just knew everything to say. And I would stand there with my microphone and I, cause I asked the teacher, I'm like, Oh, can I just hold the script? And they were like, No, you need to memorize it, even though I'm the narrator. So I'm not like in the play, but I just memorized the whole script. And then they arrive in Bethlehem and then I'm like, so Mary and Joseph and Jesus, well, and the not yet born baby Jesus, they arrive in the town of Bethlehem. But unfortunately, there was no room in the inn. And then it went into a song that goes, there's no room in the inn. And, you know. Really? It was like, it was was like, a, like a public school? Yeah. Uh, no, it was, at a, it was at a Catholic school. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, but they, they rock up and they're like, there's no room in the inn. And they sing this song. It's like It was like a musical. It was like a play musical. Called No Room in the End. It was it was called Jesus Being Born. The Nativity Story. Okay. I yeah, was yeah. Like- it wasn't actually called Jesus Being Born. It was called The Nativity Story. Okay. Hey, going back to another text message here. That's cool, Lawson. Uh, give a little insight on things that you still remember from your childhood. Yeah. It's an amazing memory. Uh, <laughs> thinking about things that are uh, from a little while back. I want to reference the text message that Braden sent in earlier in the show. He mm-hmm. sent a qualifying one. Afterwards, he said, just wanted to clarify that I do believe that the stars were also created at that same time, so the fourth day. But it was my thoughts that other creations that God created were not all created at the same time. So that was what I was alluding to, yeah. that other galaxies could be far older than ours. And that actually makes so. me realize, huh, maybe that's possible because the sun, moon, and the stars are all part of this galaxy, this solar system. It could be... <sighs> This solar system as a part of this galaxy that could be all made on the fourth day. And that would fit the biblical narrative for sure. So maybe the universe could be older, but then this solar system and galaxy in the Milky Way all created in day four. Well, mm-hmm. sorry, in six days. That's a crazy thought. Yeah, I think the big I point, like that, Braden. Something that Braden said was, and, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but he said in the first text message that he sent through, that the if God has always existed, the universe has always existed. But that's not necessarily true. Because if God created the universe, then he would need to precede the universe. I, I would I would say that if if God created everything within time and space, then he it necessitates he creates time and space, therefore he's outside of time and space. Absolutely. So therefore the universe doesn't have to always exist, but God could have existed outside of linear time, something that we don't understand. But at one point he took a step into linear time with the creation, you know, the, the world in which we live. My mind is hurting just trying to process yeah, it, what you just it, said it's, there. it's quite difficult to understand because we are... We're simple guys like me. Yeah, we're bound by time. All of us. We've never experienced not being bound by time. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. We've got a text message here from Wayne. Bethlehem, can you tell me, please, the hymn that you played, He Surrendered All, I Surrendered All... Love it. It sums up Jesus' love for us and our love for Jesus. To put, uh, to me, it puts us in Jesus and Jesus the Father. We are all one together in God's love, the way it's meant to be. Praise God. Thank you, Mon. What was that song? So it's "I Surrender All" by Jaden Lavick, but immediately followed by "He Surrendered All" by Alison Brooke. So different spin on an old hymn, but beautiful, beautiful lyrics. Thank you so much, Mon. Uh, Lawson, we've got a prize right here coming up for the end of the day. Hit us with it. 
The prize that I'm giving away this morning is called Two Sacrifices, One Destiny, which is an incredibly intriguing title. Dun, and dun, when I dun. saw it, I was like, oh, what's this about? The Inspiring Journey of a Man from Islam to Christianity by Pastor Shabazz, which is an, such an epic name. Yeah, Shabazz is awesome. So, what up, Shabazz? So Pastor Shabazz, he was in the 1960s in Iran, and he was born into the, the imperial imperial government there and yeah there's all kinds of questions that came up for him you know has god in my life does he listen is he is he a part of you know is he a part of uh what i'm doing and then that those questions were trying to be answered through islam but he ultimately found answers in the bible and so if you want to read all about his amazing story 0491 race to the phones be the first caller through and or text her and we will get that to you for yes or no would you name your first child shabazz yeah. Awesome. Uh, remember, talk faith, live faith, act faith, <laughs> and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. We'll see you on The Breakfast Show tomorrow. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. I'm going to tell you about the coming of the judgment. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. I'm going to tell you about the coming of the judgment. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. There's a better day coming. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. There's a better day coming. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. In that great again the morning. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. In that great again the morning. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. In that great again the morning. Fare thee well. Fairly well, in that great, again the morning, fairly well, fairly well. When you see the lightning flashing, fairly well, fairly well. When you hear the thunder crashing, fairly well, fairly well. When you see the stars are falling, fairly well, fairly well. Hear old Gabriel's trumpet calling, fairly well, fairly well. In that great, again the morning, fairly well, fairly well. In that great, again the morning, fairly well.